Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Adrian, it's so much a love story. And it turned into the like the feel-good boxing movies where he overcomes adversity, training montage, and then he beats the unbeatable guy. The training montages are significant. Yeah. The, the music and the scores are characters. They make you feel. They provide e- emotions, right? You're emoting based on them. Mm-hmm. It, it's a formula that is perfect. I also think Michael B. Jordan's a star. I think so, too. Love that guy, right? If I right now was forming a foursome of people, I guess it would be three, to go play golf with. Michael B. Jordan might make my list. I want to hang out with that dude. I want to pick his brain. I want to talk to him. Or you could do a move where you're the caddy for all four guys. I'd rather you, do you, that. There you go, do that. I don't want to play golf, and I get to have one more celebrity. Mm-hmm. So I'll probably do that. I can't wait for Creed Three, But I tweeted, if Creed Three meets my expectations, this is an Oscar award-winning trailer. You know, I give away awards based on trailers. The Grantees. The Creed trailers, based on the music and the the, the, the big, passionate, dramatic, over-the-top scenes, they're the best trailers. If the movie meets my expectations, one, two, and three will be home runs. Ten rows deep. This will now be a top five trilogy for me all time. And in fact, there's a chance it could climb all the way to number two on my list. But as I was thinking about this, I go, well, wait a second. What are my favorite movie trilogies ever? Mm-hmm. Put them out on social media. You can go check this at Grant H. Paulson. I have my top 10 at trilogies of all time. Number one, Nolan's Batmans. Number two, The Mighty Ducks. Mm. You may be familiar with The Mighty Ducks 1, 2, and 3. That one's going to hurt you. Number three is Taken, 1 through 3. You remember Liam Neeson. Don't take his daughter. He will kick your ass. He will get you. Listen to me very closely. So you're telling me we're doing this again. Fine. I've got Iron Man 1 through 3, 4. Iron Man. People were very upset by this. You're just incorrect. I've got Oceans 11, 12, and 13, fifth. Love those movies. Terminator 1 through 3 made the cut. That's sixth. That's amazing, by the way. Terminator made it for you. Thank you. Captain America, seventh. Toy Story 1 through 3, eighth. The Hangovers. Remember those movies? 1 through 3 made the list, ninth. And Austin Powers. The Spy Who Shagged Me, baby, yeah. Spectacles, Testicles, Wallet, and Watch, baby, yeah. Austin Powers made the movie 10th. I made the list. 
You'll notice a lot of people are very upset. Where's Lord of the Rings? My list, not yours. I didn't say this is the most iconic list of, of trilogies. I didn't say here's the 10 most important trilogies in the history of film. Mm -hmm. Star Wars isn't on the list because it sucks. I'm sure okay? it does. It's my list, not yours. If I wanted to make a list about crappy trilogies, I would have had Indiana Jones on it. I didn't, so I left it off. If I wanted to say... Yeah, how did a, you get any criticism for that? Here's a really overrated list of trilogies. Uh, here, here's a list of a bunch of movies that are overrated that people love. I probably would have put... Um, what's the one that stinks? Uh, Back to the Future. I would have done that too. Stinks. I decided not to. Okay? So I did, again, my list. Just looking for the Godfather here. I didn't see it. I did see Mighty Ducks though, Godfather right up at the three top. stunk. The and first also, two are perfect. The third one stinks. I agree. Two movies are incredible. You've got the hang second and third Hangover movies in that's there. That's a good point. Do you see what I'm saying? That's, like, a tough, that's a tough argument. Yeah. Now, Godfather, for whatever reason, you're right. It just, it's one of these movies that as a kid I didn't really watch and it never resonated. I didn't get Which to, I understand. I didn't get to my high school years and watch it. I think people over talk about it to sound cool and they have a poster up in their room. Man. I'm sure it's a great movie. It's just, it's it didn't have an impact on me like Charlie Conway and the Mighty Ducks. You feel me? It, no, on this on this one. I hear your words, but no, I don't feel but you. Just feel me if you want. <laughs> I can't. Come do over, it. reach over here. Feel I'm me. not gonna feel you. Get a, get a grab of this. Stop man. making me feel you. Get a grab of this man boob. Ten films. Yep. At Grant H. Paulson. <sighs> Trilogies. Nolan's Batman's. Silly. Mighty Ducks. Home Run. Mm. Taken one through three. Smashola. Taken three. Taken again. Darius, you should be happy. Iron Man's on here at number four. I got Captain America but, at number but seven. Iron Man two stinks though, right? Remember You'll that? never see me coming. Well, that's three. Two. That was terrible, yeah. Yeah, I would have put the Captain America trilogy, trilogy higher than Iron Man, but... Oh, yeah. It's not your list, Darius. It's not my list. It's no yours. list is it, Darius? <laughs> it's Grant's list. Did, did I yours. say to people, by the way, can't wait to hear what you guys think about my list. <laughs> I didn't do that. I said... You didn't give it to yourself, though. No. I put it out for yep. people to see my your favorite trilogies. List. Now, this, this uh, I'm just here for the comments. I'm just here for the comments. Let's look. The thing I never get, though, is, again, please listen. I didn't say these are the 10 best <laughs> trilogies of all time. I said my all-time trilogy rankings for my own enjoyment. You're telling me, well, Grant, didn't you like Godfather more than Mighty Ducks? I didn't. I remember Goldberg making the big save. You don't. That's your problem. Julie the Cat Gaffney, when Gunnar Stahl went glove side, stood on her head. Isn't Gunnar Stahl a real NHL player? No. All the Stahl brothers are Jordan real. Jordan and Eric. Gunner's there's a Gunner in there. There's not a Gunner. There's no Gunner. Five Stalls. I think there's another one coming. There's so many Stalls. I just assumed Gunner was a real guy. It's a good bet, but no. You got no, Jordan. Wrong. You got Eric. You got Mark. There's a lot of Stalls, but none of them are Gunner. Anyway, I just wanted you to know, I'm catching a lot of heat. Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, a bunch of nonsense. Nonsense. If Now, if you asked me, hey, Grant, make a list of the 10 trilogies that America loves the most, those would have been on it. Sure, sure, sure. That wasn't my list. I'm Again, a couple couple things jump out at me. Number one, your inclusion of Terminator. I would have thought there no way in a million years that you would appreciate anything Terminator-related. Terminator guy. The first one, you, you'd say things like the graphics are terrible or something like that. I didn't and Terminator 3 stinks. True. Because you couldn't get Edward Furlong back because he was going through some stuff. So all of the three movies ideally are good, but that's not entirely going to be the case. I got you. Um, Hangover, I took some liberties there. Sure. 
You know, and that, that gets to the bottom of the top ten. It was kind of tough to round it out, I'll be honest. Because you got to find something where there's three movies. That was an also-receiving-votes category. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And there were also some things where if I consider – you tell me if I'm wrong about this. This okay. is actually – a the committee had a real problem with this. Uh-huh. The committee was me. Yep. The committee didn't know what to do with movies like Rocky. Rocky's trilogy is incredible. Rocky Five happened. That's no longer a trilogy. Right. There were Rocky's four one through four, sensational. Right, but it's not a trilogy. Not a trilogy. If there's more than three, so I think if you make more than three, even if they come out initially as a as a trio or something, like here's an example: Fast and the Furious. There's been ten of those movies. Uh-huh. At some point, there was three, so I guess you could call it a trilogy. But as soon as you make a fourth, isn't it no longer a trilogy? Not to me anymore. If you want to stay in the universe and make more movies, that's your right. So you agree with me that Rocky can't make this list? Right. I agree with that. Because Rocky is more movies than three. I agree with that. So, for example, there, at one point there were three Avengers movies, right? The Avengers. Then there's Avengers Age of Ultron. Then there's Avengers Infinity War. Well, then they make Endgame. It's no longer a trilogy. Now, I know that's the MCU and it's a different animal, but they didn't just do three. So now there's more and you can't do it anymore. There have been three Captain America movies. So that makes sense. That's on your list. Thank you. Yeah. Let's go to Herb, who's in Waldorf, who has a clarification. Hello, Herb. Herbert. Hey, what's going on, Grant? Danny? Body. Hey, Bob. Hey, Rob. Hey, Bob. Uh, just wanted to say this, Grant. Yes, you are very entitled to whatever it is that you feel. Thank you. But at the same time, you could have kept this to yourself. <laughs> some things just don't need to be said. The fact that you actually put uh, some of these, uh, I, I, I don't question your sports intellect. I question some of these movies, though. The fact that you have Iron Man. In there instead of Captain America. I, I question some of your movies. I don't question Mighty Duck. I actually love Mighty Duck. Adam Come on, boy. stop it. Adam boy, he gets Herb, it. You're encouraging him. He That's remembers. the only thing he hears. No, no, he's no, not going to no, hear no, the rest no, of it, Herb. No, he's on, on to something. On. Let him finish. Hold on, hold on. But I will say this. Some of them I do agree with because, yes, it is my childhood. But, no. Something <laughs> just but, no. <laughs> it's a really funny finish. But, no. So, I, I would like to clarify his clarification. Yeah. I'm like the commanders with statements, with clarification. All right. I've got another statement. I'm not upset that people are commenting. Okay. I put something out into the public for comments. What annoys me is the lack of understanding of what this list is. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> the, you forgot about. No, I didn't. I don't like those No, movies. no, no. It's not that I forgot. I purposely don't appreciate. C- correct. Yeah. The, hey, man, you forgot about Back to the Future. Just wanted to just wanted to remind you. I, th- I looked it up. I went to Google. I looked up all the trilogies. I put a little list together. I moved parts around. It was like putting a draft board together. I didn't forget about anything, okay? I promise you I didn't. But uh, you, you don't have Lord of the Rings on there. It's because I don't like the Lord of the Rings movies. I've never seen it's them. It's not that I forgot. I incorrectly rate you guys. Exactly. Thank you. Now, I don't quite see it the same way, but you're on to something with what you're saying. That's what it is. I'm just pointing out that diction matters. When someone says, this is my list of my favorite candies, you don't respond. Like People just think that they respond and go, hey, man, you, you didn't put in there uh, the Kit Kat. You bar. forgot whatchamacallit. His favorite candies. Uh-huh. He didn't say, hey, Steve, what's your favorite candy? I'll put it on my list. <laughs> If he said, these are the 10 candies most sold in America, okay, then then let's look into that. He said these are his favorite candies. So the distinction that you'd like to offer is, if let's say hypothetical. Let's say old Danny Ruye takes a crack at this. At Funny Danny on the Twitterverse, okay? Oh, no. Someone's saying there are more than three Terminator movies. 
Well, there, but there's, you know but, what? I, but hold on. Original three. Original three. Yeah, I know what like you Star mean. Wars. Yes. There's been a bunch of other stuff too. Sorry, there's Terminator Genesis, Terminator Salvation, where Mick G directed. It, we're not going to talk about those. I thought someone punched a hole in my theory. No, no, no. no. My theory's still good. Yeah, it still works for me. I know, I know what you meant there. If I go, here are my favorite versus here are the best. If I opinionize, word I made up, here are the here are the ten best trilogies of all time. My best. But see the, see the, see the distinction. If I go. Here, this is clearly me. It's coming from my Twitter account. Right. The, my opinion here, obviously, but if I go, hey, check this. Here are the 10 best trilogies ever made. And I just put a list together, okay? Yeah. Versus, here are my f- 10 favorites. You're saying, if I may, I don't want to put words in your mouth. You're welcome to, to, to weigh in on my 10 favorites and offer additional favorites or whatever. But they're just my 10 favorites. If you're saying differently than that and you're going, as a learned individual who's seen all these movies, critical acclaim, various cinematography, score, weighing everything, social impact, ramifications for years. And I'm telling you, as a person that knows movies inside and out, here are the 10 best. Then is that more open? Is that more fair game for people to say, oh, your list sucks or whatever? Because you know what people are going to do. I see the distinction? Yes. I think if you are making a list for the masses, Mm -hmm. if you are ranking quality overall... Let's have that conversation. Mm-hmm. There, this is semantics in some way. But if a writer puts out, let's just say, this is the Athletics' top 32 quarterbacks in the NFL, as an example. All right. And they're saying these are the 32 best quarterbacks in the league. I think let's argue about that because you have this guy too low and this guy too high. But if a writer puts out, these are my 32 favorite quarterbacks to watch or something like that, which is essentially what I did with these trilogies. These are my favorite trilogies that I've gotten the most enjoyment from. That is different than saying these are the 10 trilogies that were the greatest trilogies ever put out. Yeah. Here's my distinction. Let me try this one. Who's your favorite baseball player of all time? Daniel Cabrera. Good one. Mine's Cal Ripken Jr. You'll notice at no time that I say Cal Ripken Jr. is the best player of all time. I don't think that. I think other people are probably considered for that. He's my favorite. I did tweet the word best, and maybe I should have said favorite. Maybe I should have. I don't think you said best. I did. Maybe I didn't. If Creed Three meets expectations for me, the trilogy will slot in top five in my all-time trilogy. There's range. no best in there. Okay. There's no best. I'm saved. I by think my you're tweet. safe there. I think you're safe there. So for me, if I I I, I love watching Cal, Cal Ripken Jr. play. That is my childhood. That's what I value in sports. I value yeah. consistency. I value dependability. Please show up every day and do a good job. I I will never tell you that that's the best player of all time because that's not correct. But if I, if I said he's the best player ever, let's have issues with me. Let's go to Kent in D.C. Hey, Kent. Grant, I was tracking so hard with you. That a boy. I was, Kent. All, I was all ready to defend because you were just describing your opinion. You said, I don't claim to be the number one expert on movies. These are the movies that I've seen. These are the ones I like. I was right there with you. But then, Grant, you kept talking. <laughs> and you mentioned Lord of the Rings for the third time. And when you said Lord of the Rings, you said, Lord of the Rings movies, many people like them. I don't like them. I haven't seen them, he said. You're ranking movies you haven't seen, man. There you go. I'm, but I didn't rank them. You'll notice. They're not it, on his list. It didn't show up. You, you may see, have noticed. It, it is the paradox, by the way. He, the same way my four-year-old says, I don't like it. Well, have you tried it? No. But his, his, Grant's still doing that at age 34. He is claiming yeah. that I have to have seen the movie to know that it's not good. And to that I say... Are there guys in trench coats, uh, 
hobbling around taking a ring to a fake planet and there's a bunch of bal- balrogs trying to catch him and hit him with a sledgehammer? No. With fire in the background? The answer is no. Because but... if all that's happening, that movie sucks. Well, but, but A, no. B, also no. But the point is, though, this is not you saying best. This is your personal enjoyment list. Okay. And th- I think that's a huge distinction. It is a huge distinction. But back to my point that yeah. Lord of the Rings is not very good. Mm-hmm. Is there a guy named Gollum who who talks like, hey, like this? <laughs> no, it's just like that. Do it okay. again. Yeah. That movie stinks. Mm. See what I'm saying? No. I don't need to have seen the movie okay. to know that that guy in that movie and, and Mr. Mordor, no thank you. Yeah, Mr. Mordor is a huge big bad in the movie. Well, he might be good. I have no idea. No, Steve Mordor. Whatever he is, yeah. I hope he got his ring back. Let's go to <laughs> oh, Bobby got it. in Alexandria. Hello, Bobby. Bobby. Hey, guys. How you doing today? Great, dude. Doing great. Awesome. So I'm not mad at you. I mean, I know you like what you like, but the very first trilogy that came out was The Man With No Name, and that was Clint Eastwood. Fistful of dollars, a few dollars more, and the good, the bad, and the ugly. Okay, so you know what, Bob? I saw all those movies listed really high on all the trilogy lists that, you know, like the the best or the the ones that people like the most. I've never never even heard of those movies. I, I understand 100% chance because I'm old. So <laughs> right. it, it, Do you have a file on those, Danny? Yeah. I mean, I, I saw them forever ago. But to your point, if, if I'm making a list of my own personal preferences, I wouldn't put them in there. To but me, if I'm making a list of impact or a list of you know uh, franchise changing or like genre altering movies, they would go in there. Right? It's, but the, the stuff like Star Wars, The Matrix, those movies back in the day kind of introduces to that. You know that uh, the 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 strong silent hero trilogy kind of thing where the story's carried over totally. To me, when you say Clint Eastwood, I I think of Gran Torino and Million Dollar Baby. Mm-hmm. Like that that's who Clint Eastwood is to me. A lot of people, and I mean a lot of people. The, the number one comment I've gotten from people has been, "Where where is John Wick?" I got to tell you, I've never seen that movie, any of them. And I know that people that love John Wick, like, love it so they much. They love themselves from John Wick. I would be willing to bet I'm a big John Wick guy. I've just never watched one minute I, of that I movie. I bet you dig him. I think I would. It's, yeah. it's up my alley. Uh, I almost put the Bourne trilogy on there. I think the Bourne trilogy is phenomenal. I probably should have, frankly, over um, the Hangovers. Um, the Matrix movies were, were very high on all these lists. I hate those movies. I watched the first one. I'll never watch it again, and I'll certainly never watch the other ones. But, again, people get upset about that. Yep. And to that I say, make your list. I'd love to see it. Make your list. Send your 10. It's not going to be on my list. My list is good movies. So I've got mm. movies like... The Mighty Ducks. Eg- two. Exactly. D2 was the best of the bunch. That was the one where was Dwayne it? Robertson joins them and they go to the Olympics. The oh. Cowboy from Texas. Oh, it's hard to remember the, all three of them. You juggle the puck all the, the way down ones. the ice. Really, really good. You're also forgetting how good the Nolan Batmans are. Everyone talks about the Dark Knight. Everyone does. Dark Knight Rises, man. Very good. And the third best of the three, because the sneaky movie in there, the sleeper in there. Batman Begins. Batman freaking begins. Nobody's ripping you on those. that selection, though. Nobody's telling you those aren't great. I agree. I I just want a little more celebration for how good my list is, I guess, is what I'm asking. I I just think that's a a lot to ask. The Oceans movies, those are fun. They're fun. Grab your popcorn fun. George Clooney, you don't like him? You don't like Brad Pitt? I'm in. I, the repartee, the great chemistry of the, of all the cast together. Toy Story 1 through 3. Those are three movies. Does that one have to get kicked off because of the, there have subsequently been others made? Or are we going to stick with... Oh, I, I don't know how many Toy Stories there are. 
I went and saw Toy Story 4 a couple years ago. No longer a trilogy. Okay. Out. It's off the list. You know what? Big moment. Can I get a drum roll, please? We got to add someone to the list. So we're, we're moving Toy Story off the list. There's a graduation. It's like a prospect who, who's no longer has prospect so status. So you, can't, you can't, make a, can't be a prospect anymore. So now you, you've played in 51 games or whatever. Thank you. Thank you. It's going to do the big one in a second. You got to keep waiting. Really, really long. Yep. We need a shorter one. There it is. The Bourne Trilogy Born has made trilogy. the list. The Bourne Trilogy. Bourne Trilogy. Now, it doesn't count the one with Jeremy Renner that's not regular Jason Bourne. If it's different, it's different. Yeah, it's different. It says Bourne, but like we're, we know it's not. It's the three that Matt Damon made. I just want to say, I didn't know how you were going to react. I didn't really tell you about this before we did it. Uh-huh. I appreciate that you were on my side. Here. I played ball with you. I mean, I I think my my own personal view is your list is irresponsible. But it's your list. Be irresponsible. If I just listened to this segment not knowing anything, I would think you loved my list. Your list and my list almost identical. I love that you made a list. I'm proud of you for making one, for writing down your thoughts and journaling. Uh, we, we won't keep doing this, but can you do me a favor? Yeah. I want your top ten trilogies. Okay. As soon as we come back, and then we will uh, pivot. You got it. We will move along and actually talk sport here on this sports radio program, Grant and Danny. Who's more likely to be out, Rodgers or Jackson? That is the question. We'll give you our answers as we continue here on The Fan. All right, before we talk QBs, see how many movies we've got in common here, how many trilogies are on both of our lists. I was talking about how I tweeted out last night. I'm getting ready to watch Creed 3. I love the first two Creed movies. Watch Creed 1 last night, Creed 2 tonight. I'm going to go see Creed 3 this weekend. Probably going to end up number two on my favorite trilogies list ever. And I had shared that on social media, and people are banging on me for what I liked, which is totally fine. No problem. I was just pointing out this is my favorite trilogies, not trilogies that I think are the most popular ever. <clears throat> but, Danny, I wanted to hear your favorite trilogies. So I'm missing a few, or I had to reject a few at the very end. For example, Die Hard would have made my trilogies list, but then they made Die Hard 4 with a vengeance, coming back with for the vengeance with hard dying. Like, get out of here. Mission Impossible, so many great, you know, one, two, threes, but then we had to get rid of that because they made like 19 of them, you know? So some of the things that would have made it don't. So off the beaten path a couple times here on, on my list. Number 10, Nick and Gun trilogy. Nick and Gun, Nick Gun the sequel, 33 to third, very funny. Uh, the original Aliens trilogy, uh, one, two, and three with the Ridley Scott. Are those movies actually good, or don't people hate them because they were terrible? No, the later ones, the Resurrection, Alien vs. Predator, all that kind of stuff, different universe, not different universe, but different stuff. So The I original the, Ridley Scott ones kick all kinds of ass. So the first Aliens movie, the shtick wasn't how bad this is, is entertaining. Oh, no, no, no. Alien okay. is great. Aliens is even better, in my opinion. Uh, and then the third one is fine. Uh, that's number That's number nine. Number eight, Terminator. Would have been higher, but Terminator 3 stinks. Uh, number seven, Matrix. Would have been higher, but the third one stinks. Uh, number six, Back to the Future. Number five, Indiana Jones. Number four, Christopher Nolan, Batman. Number there you th- go. three, Godfather. Number two, Lord of the Rings. And number one, the easiest number one of all time, Star Wars. All three <laughs> movies are incredible. You left Mighty Ducks off. I certainly did. If I had a top 100 trilogies, I would have left it off. Top half of your list, very different. I think most of your top five didn't make the cut for me. No, not at all. You know what? Danny Ruye. Danny's list. List. At Danny's list. It's just like Angie's list, except it's Danny's. 
A A bureau better better business Danny's bureau. Yeah, better bureau does Danny. Betty Danny business, better ranking business, business F minus in facilities. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk quarterbacks. Grant and Danny here on the fan. So there's two star recent MVPs: Lamar Jackson of the Ravens, and of course Aaron Rodgers with the Packers, who could be leaving their teams. NFL Combine's ongoing. On Wednesday yesterday, Eric DaCosta, the GM of the Ravens, was asked whether or not he has considered trading Lamar Jackson and whether he would do that at some point. He was noncommittal, didn't really give a great answer, yes or no, on that. But his quotes were telling. He says, I covet great players. I covet quarterbacks. I love Lamar. Went on to say, his love of Lamar has to be factored in. We want to do what's best for the club. We try to do what we can for Lamar. We want to make everybody happy, end quote. I don't believe that when teams say that, for the record. Mm. That isn't to say that you know they're going to be um, trying to make him unhappy, but the team cares about the team, and they should. Right. The team cares about having a quarterback that they like in the next couple of seasons. If Lamar Jackson leaves and is unhappy, they don't care. If Lamar Jackson's there and he's unhappy, they probably care, again, because it affects their bottom line. Right. But the notion, and I agree it's a people business. I think they got good people over there, John Harbaugh and company. They have personal relationships with Lamar. I think as long as he's in their building, they probably want him to be happy. But the idea that they're going to do something to benefit Lamar that hurts the Ravens, I think is foolish and is not true. I don't know if that's what he was trying to say. I just think we got to call it what it is. Let's not act like we're trying to make sure we're just going to let everyone get what they want. No, you want the Ravens to be the in the best possible position when this ends. Right, which is very sensible and reasonable, right? There, no, no, no harm, no foul there. Correct. But, yeah, it's you're, you're not going to say, well, we're going to try to undercut him and let him know what he wants is unrealistic. But also get him back here and have him be happy. No, I mean, again, th- this really is all about what the Cleveland Browns did and players trying to set that as an expectation and teams, I don't want to say rightfully, that's not the right word, understandably fighting back. Or pushing back that that's the new normal. Because teams are basically going, no, that's not the new normal. Nobody, very few teams and owners and whomever have the kind of cash on hand to be able to say, if I owe Grant $200 million guaranteed, I have to then take in cash $200 million and place it into an escrow account. I know everybody knows that these teams are, are rich and everyone's doing great. That's a hard thing to do up front. We've that's a big deal. We've been a lot about Dan Snyder's Yes. Money. And, and even for teams that are doing well financially, I mean, everybody is. The values keep going up. In terms of operating, that's a big nut to basically have to, to to set aside. That is not easy. And teams are going, we can't do that. ESPN's Ravens reporter, to back up what you had just said, this week saying again, Jackson wants a fully guaranteed deal like the one Deshaun Watson got from the Cleveland Browns. The Ravens, as you can imagine, have no interest in that contract. The Deshaun Watson contract, because of how he played last year, which was really bad, and because we're not sure if he's ever going to be Deshaun Watson from before he didn't play for multiple years again, is horrendous. It looks like a complete albatross. He signed a five-year contract with the Browns for $230 million. Every single penny of that deal was fully guaranteed. The Browns are a mostly unsuccessful, badly run team over the years. I'm not saying that that's still the case. 
with their current regime and setup. But that is the book on them. There's you know, 30 teams, and then there's the Browns and the Raiders was the saying many, many years ago, right? And I'm not throwing stones here in D.C. because Washington hasn't been a whole lot more successful, uh-huh. certainly over the last several years. But the Browns, who have long been the butt of jokes, Danny, did something that I don't think any other team wants to do, will do. I don't blame Lamar Jackson for wanting a guaranteed deal. The fact that Watson got that is huge. Kirk Cousins got a three-year guaranteed deal. He's the first quarterback to ever get it after the franchise tags allowed him to have all kinds of leverage. Mm -hmm. It's smart. This is what players should want. And if you can leverage your way into it, that makes a lot of sense. But Cousins got $84 million fully guaranteed. Not $230. $230 is very, very different. Oh, by the way, Lamar Jackson hasn't finished either of the last two seasons. He has not stayed healthy. And I understand that from everybody's perspective. From Lamar Jackson's perspective, I'd like some security in case I have a career-ending injury or significant injury. For the team, you get injured. You know what I mean? Like, So I, there's nobody that I'm blaming here. I'm not mad at anybody when it comes to these negotiations. It's, most of the time, it's, it's usually pretty clear-cut. You side with you know player or over-ownership or, or team or whatever. I understand everybody's perspective here. If I'm the Ravens, I've built my whole operation around Lamar Jackson. Right? Like, the the way that I've constructed things. Now we're still searching for a, a bona fide receiver who doesn't mind not getting the target share that somebody else would. And, and they've spent picks on that, and they've tried trades. They haven't gotten it right. But their whole op is basically is based around the idea that Lamar Jackson is a unique quarterback, a unique football player, and a playmaker. That's who they are. That's their identity. So, basically saying... What else do you need? And his answer is uh, guaranteed money. I get, I get it. I, I mean, so I, I don't. It's an impasse. I don't understand. I don't know what to do. Would any team give him that? Would a single team in the NFL give him the contract Watson got? My reflexive answer is no, because I don't think anybody wants to go down that road. But again, it, it, Cleveland just did, and I know their 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 owners unique and they it's a are an situation. outlier and yeah. a silly goose. Yeah, I don't think anyone is doing that. So in other words, what, what, let me ask you this: Would Lamar set? Let's say for the sake of argument. I know, let's say 230 is ridiculous, right? But if somebody was like, I'll give you $175 million guaranteed. That's possible. Would someone do that? I'm not going to say definitively no. I'd say it's unlikely. Look, we have a precedent, right? There is a staircase that you climb to, to surpass the recent guaranteed quarterbacks. So you're probably sitting there wondering, okay, well, what other guaranteed money is there for quarterbacks on recent deals? Kyler Murray last offseason got a, a massive contract. He got 103 guaranteed. 103. At signing, Deshaun Watson got 230. Supposedly, that's what Lamar wants. Russell Wilson signed a new contract. Now, he had never had an MVP vote, which Lamar had won an MVP award. But I would say 124 guaranteed for him? 124 million guaranteed, yeah. which is 51% of his deal. I mean, which of, listen to these numbers, which is different, right? 124, 103, 101, 100, 95, 230. Wilson, it's, it's that last one. <laughs> 124. Murray, 103. Yeah. Rogers, 101. Josh Allen, 100 mil. Dak Prescott, 95 mil. Matt Ryan, 94 and a half mil. And then there's Watson at 230 million. When they did that deal, I can only imagine there were owners and people all over the NFL who were livid. Because it's players now think, well, this is obtainable. So I say all this to tell you there is a chance he plays. On the franchise tag for the Ravens this year. I think that's happening. I don't. I think they trade him. I think he's gone. I believe Lamar Jackson's playing somewhere else this season. And while I am more confident Jackson leaves, 
I also think Aaron Rodgers is probably going to leave Green Bay this offseason. So with Jackson, someone taking on Lamar Jackson, hey, they get a great player, but put talk about contract for a second. That means someone's willing to meet his demands, don't you think? No. I think it's gone completely sour with the Ravens. So they just get what they can get. And so th- there's a new deal that might be comparable to what you could get with the Ravens. You feel like you've lost a negotiation and a stare down in a game of chicken with Baltimore if you've said 230 and they've been saying 150 the whole time. You might be able to go somewhere else and either get the 175 you talked about uh-huh. or maybe you get 150 from them, but you didn't lose. It wasn't uh, a fight the whole time where you were demanding 230, in other words. It gets personal in these disputes. Yeah, especially when you're representing yourself, by the way. It's him and his mother. Him and his mom, yeah. I believe he's on another team. And Aaron Rodgers is the other part of this will either of these star quarterbacks be elsewhere conversation, having spent an hour and 40 minutes of my life that I'll never get back, listening to his podcast with some guy named Aubrey Marcus. Did that make your movie trilogy list? (laughs) It should (laughs) have. What a wacky. You showed me about six minutes of that, of that one guy talking. I did. About like getting a, a, a massage that had to do with karma. Yeah. So and, and I'm like, I never want to hear this person talk again. Our bodies trap karma in places we don't know about. So he had someone put their elbow between his ribs in his lower back. And they found karma that it, and he started crying. Or and something. he was reliving karma, but from fictional occurrences. Yeah. So in from other words, the he, Earth. he was openly talking about a, a battle scene in Lord of the Rings where he was looking for Gim, Gimli and Legolas. But I think that was just an analogy he was using because his friends weren't around as he was feeling these emotions, and they needed to be there to help him fight. And Aaron Rodgers was just agreeing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He was like, "Yeah, totally, totally." Like, I'm like, that same nope. ha- "It happened to me in the quiet." Room. Is that what happened? Go back into that room again. This is the time for the Packers to move on. Yeah, I I think they are, by the way. Danny, I think we're going to have one of the most epic NFL off-seasons ever. I think Jackson and Rodgers are both on the move. The era has begun. We saw it with Russell Wilson last year. It has begun. We're starting to see this, man. It's kind of player empowerment. Rodgers has a conversation where he goes, I just don't know, man. I've been here for 18 years. He said this in the interview. That's like a teenager. I'm like a teenager. Now this is kind part, of yeah. That, that's the part where I add to it. When you're 18, you leave. Yeah, you go to college. You now. do. You know, man. So now you leave. You fly out of the nest, Aaron. If both of those guys are on new teams next year, we're in for one of the most awesome next. We're gonna have chaos. Month and a half processes we've had as NFL fans. Already, my favorite day of the year is day one of the league year. I just sit at a sports bar and, and eat a burger and watch the screen the whole day. Send a bunch of text messages. I can't wait to saddle up for this year. Grant and Danny on the fan. We got a double play coming your way. Top of the hour, a four-pack of tickets to the Capitals. 425 today. Dominic Smith of the Nationals joins us. And at 5 o'clock, Sally Jenkins of the Washington Post. She's thinking Roger Goodell might be in some hot water for the latest story that came out on Dan Snyder. You're listening to the fan. Welcome back, G&D on the fan. The Commanders are no longer the only team that has announced that they're going to use the franchise tag on one of their players. The deadline is still five days away, but we found out today Evan Ingram, who had a big year in Jacksonville with the Jaguars, is set to get the franchise tag from the Jags. They'll try to work out a long-term deal with him. He was outstanding this season. Finally did the thing that we kept hearing about that he was going to do in New York. Right? We heard every year that this is the guy that's next. Look at the skill set. He's really exciting. And they never did squat. 
So many drops. Yeah. So many. Oh, he almost made a big play there for the Giants. Just team can't get right. Mm-hmm. He goes to Jacksonville, plays in every game, 73 catches, 766 yards. Had some massive games. I think he had a three-touchdown game for them at one point where he went for 100 yards this season. Had a huge year. They're going to slap the tag on him, it sounds like. We're in the period now where we're going to start to hear about which teams will use the franchise tag. I know the commanders are still very confident that they're going to possibly be able to get something done with Deron Payne. It's going to take at least $20 million a year, maybe upwards of $22 million per year. They still think that's on the table and that's possible, and they're hopeful that that's going to happen. I am ruling probably not yeah, on that. I'm a little bit skeptical of that, but... It, it's certainly interesting that uh, this is not the done deal that, hey, this is one and done, AK franchise tag and then departure. We both agree they probably won't trade him. I, I'd, I'd be willing to bet a pretty good chunk of money that they don't trade him. I wonder what it would take in an offer for them to feel like they could because I refuse to believe they wouldn't trade him for a two and a three, let's say. If the, the Bears called them today – and said, we're going to give you a two and a three for Deron Payne, start of the league year. They would have to take that. How could you not? Here's how. Now, Danny Ruye, general manager, with a key card and office and understanding about the big picture long term, he takes that deal. Guy that's concerned about this year and this year only doesn't take that deal. Guy that's guy that's going, I got to win to save my skin. I got to win to show everybody that I know what I'm doing, and and I I need to be allowed to be in charge of everything and anything at all times. Rivera already knows prospective owners. Yeah. We're calling Sean Payton. He either wins 10, 11 games uh-huh. in a playoff game this year, or he's in big trouble. I'm all in for this year. Now, the, again, a second and a third, I think, would be an outstanding deal. Maybe an out, end of round one if someone has an extra pick or something like that. I, you know, normal. I think a lot of people in a lot of situations would do that. They're maximizing this year. They're going all in. I think on this. We'll spend whatever we have to spend to keep this group together, and we've got a cheap quarterback in Sam Howell. I think that's the plan. I hope they spend what they have to spend. I got some questions about the money still. Mm. And after the Van Nata story, I got a lot of questions about the money. There's some money questions. Oh, by the way, yesterday we find out that out of 32 teams, they rank 32nd via the NFL Players Association and 1,300 players ranking their own facilities. Didn't help me feel better about how much money is being dumped into the facility. Although, I can tell you that it does sound like they, based on just some of what was put out by the reporters who were doing some digging yesterday, spent a bunch of money on the fields and some upgrades. It's not like they're doing nothing. But hear my words. They can't fix these problems at these facilities. It's over, Johnny. Mm. There is no lipstick no coming back. on the pig that is the park, bro. It's if, a bad facility. If there had been maintenance, to, no, maintenance. If there had been dramatic improvements over the years consistently since 2002, we wouldn't be here. There haven't been, and we're here. So, it, so, so, good job getting the new, you know, surface of the other practice facility uh, down. The, the bubbles, the stuff that they put in the statement yesterday. Good job resurfacing at FedEx. I just saw a piece from Ethan Cadeau that they're going to redo uh, the light bright, the the, the stadium scoreboard. I was going to say they, they have do a some piece stuff. that came out today with some new stuff they're doing at the stadium, and they've essentially been spending, from what I've been told, tens of millions of dollars, maybe even forty million dollars a year over the last couple of years at FedEx Field. I'm not being flippant. How would you know that? I mean, it, it right. looks the same. It feels the same. Things are bursting. Because at this it, point, it's too late to make a real difference. This is just to get just to get it so you can have a game there. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Gate, gates are still going to possibly fall on top of quarterbacks. 
They're just spending $40 million a year so that it isn't a, a That was just caution stadium. tape cost. That's part of it, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I right? suppose. But it's over. Yeah. They, they've lost on the stadium. They've lost on the park. That's nobody's fault that's here right now. But after a lot of years of not keeping the thing up and, and being able to, to essentially not spend on upkeep so that you could continue to be in the green, that's going to catch up to you. Yeah, it has. And it has caught up to them. So there's a fix. And the fix is a new stadium. And with that comes a new facility. Something that this owner can't get you. He can't get you to the can't new stadium, it. and he can't get you the new facility. I'm I'm a dreamer when it comes to these sorts of things. I I think of I think it would be cool to not have the facility be approximately seventy miles away from where you play football games. Is that a wild thing to hope? Is that is that crazy? I like the seventy mile difference. You're a big fan. I I love it, and You're here's in? why. Mm. I think it gives coaches a big advantage to be able to game plan on their way in traffic. Do you know how much more work Scott Turner got to do on his first 15 script? That's true. In his car. On those wife, long bus trips. His wife drove, and he's like, mm-hmm. let me put together the script here. Right around exit 7. He, <laughs> he started to slow down. He was coming up on Upper Richie Marlboro, whatever that is. Hey, stop at Checkers right here. What a big Buford. <laughs> that led to a lot of opening drives with uh, with touchdown scores, didn't you, it? You, Joan? Well, not. not there, there would have been zero of those if yeah. not for the 70-mile drive. Yeah, not in 2021. Remember that whole thing where they didn't score That's in like the point. first quarter of a game, like for the season almost? It was like a field goal in week 14 and we celebrated. But they wouldn't have gotten the field goal. They wouldn't have gotten it. If, if the facility was at the stadium. It was closer. That's my whole point. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, just, I know it's a dream. I know I'm being weird. Mike Shanahan used to complain about that. Like you complain about, I almost got you in trouble. Uh, what would you complain about? I complain say? about a lot of stuff, but yeah. I was like, there's a lot of things you can't say right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where are you going, buddy? I'm going to say. <laughs> you saw, uh, Grant saw my face, by the way. My g- eyes got big. I was g- like, dude. G- give me something I could say on the radio. I, I'm, I'm mind blanking right now. Okay. All right. But just let's move on. How about this? Love you, honey. Mike, <laughs> Mike Shanahan used to complain about the facility in Ashburn and the stadium at FedEx and the drive and the traffic and everything. Like you complain about. Not being able to eat carbs. Hey, there we go. Safe. Four pack of cash tickets for you as soon as we come back at four o'clock. Just text they could her. be yours. 800 636 1067. Check in. What Grant said Make sure was just a fine. joke. Period. He's never complained about you to me. L O L. Dominic Smith of the Nationals at 425. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? 
Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.